Hey everyone, welcome back to Making Sense of Sense. I'm your host, Mia. To be honest, I've lost track at this point at what episode we're at, but no, we haven't missed a single episode since we first started, which in podcast land is extremely rare, a record, in fact. I read something the other day actually that said one out of five, one out of ten, something around those lines of podcasts don't have more than five episodes recorded, which is crazy to me given that consistency in life really works and after all is key from our portfolios to podcasting. It's really the secret ingredient that helps you stand apart from competition. And take this podcast, for example, right? There are dozens of financial literacy, personal finance-esque podcasts out there, but we've proven the test of time and are still here, and we appreciate you and all your comments and messages that I get for it. And thank you to all who've messaged me about the episodes as well, uh, the recommendations on what else to you know elaborate and touch upon here is is very helpful, and I'm glad I can produce content to your liking and inform you listeners. So on that note, to get started here this week, I wanted to look into France. Now, France, situated in Europe, is in a unique position compared to its peers. Uh, for several reasons that I would like to highlight. And now I, I didn't learn about this in a textbook. I, re I read about it across the media a few days ago and knew it would be an interesting case study because as consumers, investors, individuals, you name it, we all can learn a thing or two about financial independence and flexibility, specifically with reducing our dependency on any institution, individual, entity, really anyone for true financial freedom, because that's really where it starts at the end of the day. That's true wealth. And in France's case, situated in Europe, they have three big differentiators uh, that while a few other countries are weighing the risks of a uh, serious possible recession, such as England, France, for example, seems to be looking at a different path towards the near term as it's been able to refocus on its efforts on a few key macroeconomic areas that other countries can learn from over time. And so the first one being is with their energy supply and sources that I want to focus on. So as the world witnessed back in February of 2022, when Russia invaded Ukraine, this clearly quickly spiraled into an energy crisis globally. And the U.S. and neighboring European allies dealt with this energy shock and needed to find alternative resources and methods to get their oil now not from Russia. And since many countries, for example, the U.S. is heavily reliant on oil production, and, and speaking of production in general, the largest energy oil giants such as Shell and Chevron just recorded their best profits ever, I believe. This is a record, uh, raking in around $40 billion, with a B. So clearly switching over to renewables and natural gla glass, <laughs> gas um, and natural clean energy will take a while and won't be immediate switch due to just this high cost of entry. Uh, still for Americans to be able to afford EVs on top of higher interest rates with their loans to take out 
to take one out and just lack of charging stations across the states when you see it spread out. But I do see them, I have to say, across the city, but I find they really should be allocated uh, um, differently across the U.S. since we really don't need that many on every corner here in the Big Apple. Um, they could be spread out uh, better. But with in, Fr in France, they are dealing with, um, they aren't rather dealing with any su su uh, supply chain shock from energy um, since economic growth is less dependent on industry production such as oil and not as reliant on Russia for gas, which is a main exporter to most of Europe. And France relies on some neighboring countries instead, such as the Netherlands. Uh, but in, in, that, in this case, it's really also Africa. And so with lower exposure to this hike on the price of gas, it's been able to diversify and avoid any supply chain troubles and just this general shock with production. On top of this, now inflation has naturally been lower for the country as fiscal, on top of monetary support, haven't been as, shall I say, inflamed or <laughs> inflated, stimulated, uh, whatever word you prefer, as they've gotten, uh, they've got a better grip on the fiscal side of things compared to in the U.S. on the monetary side, as the Fed was in the U.S. during the peak lockdown days of the pandemic, uh, they bought trillions in treasury bonds to pump the economy into rock bottom rates and eventually now 40 year high inflation that we're dealing with that is stubbornly high. And on top of this, when you think about energy production, this is a huge contributor to inflation. And when that gets lower, consumer inflation drops. And in France's case, um, it has the lowest consumer inflation of the um, European nations uh, last year. And last but not least, on this note, government intervention uh, with that fiscal support is, is most aggressive in France with trying to reduce its debt accumulation uh, for the country. And as I actually spoke about a few weeks ago, the U.S. could definitely learn a thing or two from that as they just reached their debt ceiling limit and have until early June, according to Congress, to raise it or else possible default worries will trickle down into the economy. I think it's always interesting to look outside of the U.S. here, as we did with France today, especially since listeners really come from everywhere and paying attention to what this country is doing to monitor inflationary concerns and with its just strategic plan in terms of oil production and reducing dependency on Russian oil and gas is interesting an interesting case study to look into. So I hope you enjoyed. And as always, we would appreciate if you could do anything to support us. Uh, we would always enjoy, we always enjoy hearing from listeners online uh, in the States and across the pond. And thanks to those who've reached out and, and already offered their take on the economy and markets surrounding it. I read every email and DM and your feedback helps us grow. So thanks so much and see you all next week.